Welcome to It's an EDRN. Today is a self-indulgent episode for you as I recount all the ways work fucks with my skin, my hair, my nails, my back, my bowels, and probably more. Why couldn't I just have been a work-from-home insurance auditor or something like that? Who knows? Maybe there's still hope. I'm your host, an EDRN, and I hope you'll stick around to listen. It's an E. It's a D. It's an ED. RN. It's an E. Dance for emergency. It's a D. Dance for department. It's an ED. Got erectile dysfunction. RN. That's a nurse. Episode 15. An EDRN gets workstipated. Welcome to my podcast, It's an EDRN. I am your host, an EDRN, and today we are going to talk about being workstipated, which is a term I coined to encapsulate the myriad ways that working a 12-hour shift in a hospital really just puts a person's body through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some weeks we're smashing the patriarchy on this show, and then other weeks we are just talking about the enormous zit on our chin and how it ruins our entire lives. Uh, if you're new to this show, um, just to introduce myself, I have been a nurse for almost 11 years now, coming up on it. Um, for the first five years, I did med surge, oncology, neurology, and then I did ICU. And then for five years, I was a nurse manager. And that is the thing that happened to me. And now, for the last seven-ish months. Um, I've been back to bedside in the emergency department, and it is honestly probably one of the best decisions I've ever made for my life, which will be called into question as I recount everything that's going on with my body right now as a result of this decision, but let's get into it. Um, let's just do a head-to-toe, actually. I just got done working three in a row. I have a couple days off here, and then I'm staring down another three days in a row. And that's my fault for scheduling myself that way. But also, I just want to talk about the effect that this has on my body. So, head to toe. Let's just start with the hair. And when I say this episode is going to be pretty self-indulgent, like, I mean that. This is basically for me, but I hope you'll stick around. Anyway, work really fucks up my hair. I have curly hair. And if you have curly hair, you know. You know the elaborate process that it is to wash and quaff this thing. And then you also know that pulling it back in a way that keeps it out of your face and eyes and mouth and all of that uh, completely ruins all of that work. And there's really no getting it back. Like you can kind of, I try to re-wet it. I try to use the humidity of the shower to kind of like revitalize it, but it's just not, it's not the same. It's not the same as like taking care of it every day and styling it and not shoving it into a bun. So that's just not an option at work. I can't wear my full glorious curly hair to work because it's going to end up in someone's blood or urine, 
or feces or in someone's hand because people are grabby sometimes. So, yeah, that's unfortunate for me, and I hate that. Um, Probably the biggest downer for me, though, is the way that work fucks with my skin. So pre-COVID times, when masks, and in particular N95s, were reserved for TB patients predominantly, um, I remember when I had to wear an N95 for my whole shift almost with that one TB patient who for some reason is always the most ill and the most needy. Um, I just remember that like giving me zits. I just remember like the, the pressure of it, the rubbing of it against my chin in particular, the humidity that's created, the grossness of what's probably in your mouth over the course of a 12 hour shift. Um, just being aerosolized within a contained environment and then just sitting, sitting on your skin like a layer of gear. I can't be any more scientific than that. Um, that like that definitely happens. And I think stress is also a factor, you know, sometimes. So yeah, there's that. But I have what I would characterize as a top top five zit on my chin right now. It is, it's a big one, and it hurts. It's deep, 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 deep. This is like one of those cystic zits, you know, the kind that I'm talking about. Like you can feel it coming because it hurts, and then it's pink, and then it's red, and then it's got like three heads on it, but you can't get anything out. <laughs> Sorry, but this is like really bothering me right now. Um, I, I can't, I think this is a shared experience, but I can't explain the thing that happens mentally when you have such a big, obvious, difficult to cover up. I mean, thank God for uh, Tarte Shape Tape, which is a concealer that I think is probably the best concealer I've ever used in my entire life thank god for that because it really does mask the intensity of the deformity that is happening on my chin and i know it'll go away it's not permanent it's very much just like right now problems but i gotta tell you it is so encompassing it has such an effect on my mental health like, I will wake up in the morning and and even thinking about, like, going anywhere. I mean, the masks help because I just leave it on and no one knows. But if I want to go to, like, a coffee shop and sit outside and eat while I do some stuff, you know, because it's nice out, I, I really uh, sometimes just decide not to because of this big thing on my chin. And I... I don't love that about me. I want to be the kind of person who's like, well, fuck it. You know, we get zits sometimes. This is a hard-earned one, too. I worked trauma two out of my three shifts. Uh, the other shift I was in, the triage area, those are all, I mean, it's a very high-stress environment. As much as I'm having more fun at work lately because I'm feeling more comfortable, maybe that should be my next episode, but 
it just, it really takes the wind out of my sails, like all the wind out of my sails, even as much as I don't think other people really care. Because when I see another woman with an obvious zit, I'm just like, oh girl, I know what that feels like. And I immediately will go the extra mile for you, whatever it is, because I know you're having a tough time right now. I just, it is so, so hard to get around that feeling and to just operate as normal despite the fact that a lot of my mental energy and time is focused on this thing on my face that I can't affect is completely outside my control. Maybe that's the issue. It's completely outside my control. And that's hard for me. I like to be in control. Who would have thought? Anyway, work fucks my skin up. <laughs> my entire body skin as well. It's just dry. It's just really dry. Um, hospital environments for some reason are intensely dry. Oh, my eyes. My eyes. Oh, my God. Something about being in a hospital just dries my eyes out like nothing else. And then, like, my eyes water to compensate. And then, like, my mascara, which I do still wear to work because I have dignity. Some left. Like, ends up below, but just, like, just below this one eye. It's, it's, I don't get it. Anyway, pause for drink. In case you're wondering, I'm enjoying a brute. It's my day off. It's three in the afternoon. I'm having a little bit of champagne. Because I can. It's a brute. It's a, I don't know what kind it is, but you can get it at Costco. So, And it's lovely. And I love my life, okay? I love my life. I love this job. I love that I can sit here on a Tuesday drinking champagne and recording at my leisure. And also, this job is really fucking me up in a few ways. Anyway, my nails. Just forget about it. I've, I've never had great nails. It's not my work's fault that I don't have great w nails, but I have occasionally been able to grow them out and like take care of them to an extent where I get some length on them, which I really like. I like a little bit of a long nail. I like a little bit of a fancy nail. You know, it's pretty. It's cool. I like options. I don't have any options anymore. My nails are as short as they possibly can be. And even then I manage to split them to like do that thing where the top half of the nail like flakes off because you're trying to get the top off of that tiny little like dilated or zofran like and it won't come. Anyway, you're digging into things constantly trying to get them most of the time open. Uh, and that just wreaks havoc on your nails. And there is just no way around that. And uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I can hear how complainy I'm being. I, I hear it. I hear it too. And we're going to keep going. My back. Jesus Christ, my back. I started working out again when I got this job because I realized I was going to really mess my body up 
if I didn't have some more core and back strength to me. So I've been working out. That has made a difference. But just, and I understand body mechanics. Sorry. And I understand body mechanics. I understand how to lift from my legs, you know, bent knees straight back, arms tight into your sides. But there are times when you're in the trauma bay and you got to get that patient off the stretcher or you got to boost that patient who you simultaneously have to control because they're in restraints because they're out of their minds because they took some kind of really fucked up meth and they're trying to punch you. So you have to boost them for their airway because you're probably going to intubate while keeping them restrained, but not too restrained that you can't boost them. It's just sometimes body mechanics (laughs) don't compensate for the fact that you're in a bad decision and you have to move this patient quickly. And that can really fuck up your back. I also just think being on my feet for 12 hours sometimes is going to fuck up my back. Also, I think I slouch at work. I think I lean over a lot. I'm bending over a lot. I'm hunched over a computer. I'm hunched over a patient. It Things are not at like chest height. They're at waist height. They're at knee height. And you're having to just bend a lot. So I think the more I get back into the swing of this bedside thing, the more protected my body will be. But talk to, I mean, you're, if you're a nurse, you know, you just know it's not always possible. You don't always have the lift. You don't always have the luxury of the lift. We don't have a single lift in the ED. It's just not a thing. So, um, work fucks up my bowels. Oh my God, you guys. When I coined the term workstipated, I am mostly talking about being constipated. I, I say that my skin gets constipated as well, but it's what my facialist would call congested, like my skin gets congested. Yes, I got a facialist. And I'm so happy about that. Uh, getting monthly facials is like doing weekly therapy. You need it and the money is well spent. Um, I will go three days without pooping. I'll just be honest. Uh, we're going to go there. So just be along for the ride or not. But I think you probably are. If you're a nurse, you're, (laughs) you're into it. Uh, I get so constipated that sometimes the morning, the first day I have off that morning after I've worked three in a row, I will poop like two or three times that day. It just, I think I, my bowels just like emptying out and I don't really know if it's like I don't have the urge to go while I'm at work and then I come home and I'm like way too tired I just want to shower eat something and go to bed I don't know if it's that I don't get the urge or I get the urge and I ignore it because I'm busy and then it's like once you pass you get the urge to go and if you pass that window like it may not occur again You have like that one opportunity when you feel the initial urge. And then if you just like suppress it and put it off, it goes somewhere. I don't know where. But even if you like try to poop later, it's like not happening. Or it'll only happen after you sit there for like 10 minutes. Am I alone in this? Tell me I'm not alone in this. I don't think I am. And the chance that you will be available for a five-minute break 
at the very moment you feel the urge to go is very unlikely. Very unlikely. So, yeah. I think my chronic constipation is (laughs) work-related. Because when I had three months off, when I took three month, a three-month break between being a nurse manager and going back to the ED, I was pooping like a champ. Every day. I thought there was something wrong with me, and then I just realized this is how some people live. Some people work and poop every day. I don't get it. I don't know what that would be like, but I want that. In my life. Work is fucking up my legs. I've never had great legs, but I don't not like them. And I think they're giving it's giving me varicose veins. I think work is like creating I, I know that like the hypervigilant nurse would wear compression stockings to kind of offset the effect that being on your feet so much for such a long period of time has. On your legs, but um, I get so damn hot at work as it is. I can't imagine wearing compression hose underneath my scrubs. I would die. I probably would die. I would die. I would just die. And I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating. I would literally drop dead of heat exhaustion. Obviously, that's not true. But it feels like it. It feels like that would happen. So yeah, my legs are fucked. They're ju- they're just gonna be. I mean, look, I'm almost forty. I turned forty this year, and I'm still kicking at bedside. Okay. At some point, my body's just gonna be like, "What are we doing here? I can't do this anymore. Why? Why do you think you're twenty five? And I'll just push that feeling way, way down and shove it somewhere where my therapist can't find it because I can't ever go back to a Monday through Friday, nine to five. I can't do it. I just know I can't do it. I, it would kill me, metaphorically speaking. The way my feet feel when I get home from three in a row. I mean, it is all I can do. First of all, the outside, whatever this outside area is, like there's the pinky toe, and then there's like that where the pinky toe meets the big part of your foot, the foot foot. I should know what that is. <laughs> it's like it's like the ball mound of your pinky toe. Anyway, the outside of that, it doesn't matter how big my shoes are. Like, my feet grow. They grow. They, they kind of stretch out after three in a row, and that part hurts. The bottom of my foot hurts. My heels hurt. My toes hurt. The whole foot just is sore. And the next day that when I get out of bed, that first time my feet hit the floor, or rather the first time after three in a row that my feet hit, my memory foam cushioned house slippers. Um, oh God, those first few steps are painful. Sore. Sore. 
And I don't really know the remedy to that. I've tried all the, I've tried all the shoes. So don't come at me with the shoe recommendations. I've done the Dansko clogs. I've done the Crocs. I've done the Air Max sneakers. I've done, I've done it all. I've done it all. It doesn't matter. You're still on your feet. You're still vertical. It's still 130 pounds crushing down on two size seven feet that have a ton of little bones in them and not much else. Feet should be more padded. Like, what is up with feet? Why isn't there a thick layer of padding on our feet? This makes no sense to me. We, we need to have a conversation with, I guess, evolution. You did it wrong, science. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I think we're done. Oh, 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 oh. Occasionally, and this may be down to the wrong work shoes, but mysteriously, occasionally, I will get home and take my socks off, and one of my toes has come... The, the nail polish on it has completely rubbed off. Like one of my little middle toes. Explain that to me. It doesn't hurt that particular nail. and it, Nothing like that. It just, the nail polish is gone. Completely gone. All the other toes, perfect. Explain that to me. It's a mystery. And now it's time for some tips and tricks. I don't have a lot because clearly I haven't figured this out yet. I, I don't know. But I guess there are a few things I do know. So tip number one. Have you heard of zit stickers? So zit stickers, the good ones. So there are some not great ones, but what you want to look for in a zit sticker is hydrocolloid. It's a hydrocolloid dressing. You put it over the zit and it gently pulls out what's inside. Now, there are different brands. I've used Mighty Patch, which is one that's available at Target. It's kind of a, a dual purpose. The hydrocolloid serves to pull out what's inside the zit throughout the day, but the other purpose is it, it's a barrier between your zit and the mask, which can be abrasive, can rub on an already irritated zit. So get yourself some zit stickers because maskne is a thing and the masks aren't going away anytime soon in the hospital. So try those on for size. Tip number two. Epsom salt foot soaks. After every shift now, every shift because I am a little paranoid at this point about my feet dying. I get home. I have a basin specifically for this purpose. I put some Epsom salts in there, some hot water, and one pump of my body oil. And I sit with my feet in that basin while I eat my dinner and watch RuPaul's Drag Race and relax. And I leave my feet in there until the water is pretty much cold. And then I towel them off, put some lotion on them, put some socks on them, and go to bed. And it really does help. So Epsom salt soaks for your feet. 
it's a whole routine. Then you got to wash the basin. You got to dry your feet. You got to remember that that's the foot towel and not a body towel. Anyway, it's a whole thing. But if you set it up right and it's ready to go at the end of your shift, you'll do it. And after you do it, you'll realize how much of a difference it makes. Tip number three. Working out as a drag and working out at home is especially challenging, at least for me. So I like to set up arbitrary goals for myself and then a reward at the end of it. So I will do three workouts a week. And if I do three workouts a week for an entire schedule period, which is four weeks, then at the end of that, I get to buy a new workout outfit. And that serves as a reward for a job well done. And then also it serves as motivation to keep working out because I get to wear my new cute workout outfit. So I'm just saying a strong back and strong arms and strong legs are pretty much essential if you're going to work bedside in the emergency department. So keep active. Don't let work completely ruin your body. And finally, I have one trick. I can't remember if I've mentioned this trick before, but I saw some dermatologists recommend this on the internet. So take that for what it's worth. But she recommended spraying a moisturizing toner into your mask, like directly into the inside of your mask, a couple sprays before putting it on. And that is supposed to help prevent maskne. So I don't always do it. Maybe if I did it more, I would get less zits on my chin, but also they're mostly down to hormones. So, but do what feels good, do what's within your reach and maybe it'll help. I hope that somehow you've enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and tell your nurse friends to listen. If your body is slowly descending into a state of complete physical decline, well, that's showbiz, baby. At least we can complain about it together. There's always medical device sales uh, when we've had enough, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening, and have a safe shift. It's an EDRN is written and produced by me. Our senior editor is me. The theme song is written and performed by, tragically, also me. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not reflect the standards and positions of any healthcare entity that I may or may not be working for. Although I am a nurse, things I say on this podcast are not a stand-in for professional medical advice and everything you hear from randos on the internet should absolutely be validated across multiple other reliable sources.